welcome to the My Macula and Me podcast. This is the first episode in our Bite Size Benefits series. I'm Emma Malcolm and I look after all of our support services. I'm Colin Daniels and I also work at the Macula Society as the Working Age and Young People Service Manager. So we're going to talk today about benefits, but it's quite important, I think, that people understand quite where I'm coming from with this. So I'm Registered as severely sight impaired blind, I have been since I was 18 with Stargardt's disease, which obviously, as most of you may know, is, is a macular disease. And I learned about benefits and how to use them and, and, and make them work for people because I lived and breathed them for many, many years when I was unemployed, pretending to be retired. So I've lost my benefits, claimed them all back right up to tribunal levels. And I found out that actually I'm quite good at explaining them and supporting people to make claims themselves because I think it's important we as an organization are able to support you in making a claim but it's actually very important to do it yourself because once you've learned how to do it you're empowered to do it again so that's a little bit about me we're going to talk about what we're talking about today personal independence payment and Colin I for a well so it's shortened to PIP isn't it and of course that just made me think of the character from Great Expectations but we're not talking about literature are we we're talking about what seems to me a ridiculously complex process process in order to actually get something that you're entitled to get as a blind person yeah and it, and it's very wordy as well so it's it's very much about making a case and it's not the most pleasant of applications either because you kind of have to inwardly look really and understand where your shortcomings are with your own vision and but more importantly with personal independence payment pip what are the workarounds what have you put in place and they're the things that are going to get you on the benefit so it really is it's a difficult benefit but if you do it methodically and carefully with the right information it, it is people make successful claims all the time Brilliant. and i really believe that personal independence payment as a benefit is gettable and achievable for most people with macular disease and we want i suppose that's part of the point isn't it of this new series that we're launching is that we want to make it as easy as possible for people to get through what is quite a complex process so yeah. Uh, so yeah okay so i know very little about pip i am ashamed to say and i i am probably alongside our audience i'm i'm interested to learn a bit more about it so start with the basics for me so what would make me entitled to get personal independence payments so if you have a, a health condition which is a, an ongoing health condition uh, or disability that's the starting point it's about looking at your health and making sure that that condition is going to last for a period of time which then sort of falls under the equality act 2010 which sounds very scary it's the thing about being having a long-term illness of disability. So for personal independence payment for PIP, the first question is, have I had my condition for three months? And will it last nine months going forward? It's called the backwards and forwards test. So have I had it for three months? And will it last or expect to last a minimum of nine? Pretty much, isn't it? Everybody with a macular disease. That is everybody with a macular disease. As we know, sadly, there is no treatment or, or cure at the moment we can slow it down maybe with some injections and bits and pieces and stabilize it but if your vision is at a point where it's starting to impact on your life you're sadly at the moment you're, you're pretty much stuck with it you know until we've funded the cure 
Yeah. So presumably then, if that's everybody with a macular condition, does it matter what age you are? Do you have to be over 18 or is it anybody? You know, well, so for PIP, it's for people over the age of 60 and under pension age. Now, I say pension age because... That's kind of a movable feast these days. I was uh, going to say, I'm going to be lucky to retire. I think, at, what am I going to be, 67 now? 67, so, yeah. I think. Yeah, 66 <laughs> in a few months at the moment. So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, we, we so under over 16 and under under pension age. So, if you're under 16, so any parents listening, that would be disability living allowance for children. And if you're over pension age, that would be attendance allowance. There's so it's. I mean, in a way, it's good, isn't it? That there are so many things. It's just my sense is that the powers that be have made it incredibly difficult for anybody to actually get any of these benefits. It's about learning how to fill the form in. Yeah. Um, they're looking for keywords and key phrases, and for PIP. We'll talk about this in, in, in episode two, but they're, they're really looking to score you against these things called descriptors. And we do fit a couple of them really beautifully with, with sight loss and with, with macular disease. So we'll talk, we won't get too bogged down in that. But it's, it's about making a good claim and, and evidencing your claim. So, you know, putting down everything, give them too much information and they don't have any questions to ask. Yeah, yeah. And so you you said earlier, didn't you, that it's it's you have to have had been diagnosed a minimum of three months ago and have a condition that lasts longer than nine months. So is that yeah. the that's the eligibility, presumably? That is the eligibility okay. and for an age you must be under pension age and over sixteen. So there you go. So you've had it you've had your diagnosis for over three months. You're between the ages of sixteen and sixty-six at the moment, or we know that'll go up to sixty-seven. And that is all you need to do to be eligible. So I'm eligible. How on earth do I start the process now of getting this payment? Right. So it starts off with a phone call. Uh, this okay. is the easiest way for people with sight loss, with macular disease to do this. Wow. So it starts so with It's old phone school, call. Colin, phone old call. Old school, yeah. It's, uh, it's, you have to ring, and it's a free phone number, it's mine. Not even better. Are you going to, uh, I'm going to hope you're going to tell everybody what the free phone number is. I am. It's 0800 so that's the first thing so you ring them up and now that phone call is just an information gathering process all they're really going to ask for is your name your national insurance number your address and your date of birth that's most important that's presumably that's information gathering for them, not for me or no, for both? No, it's for them. Okay. Purely for them. So what's going to happen is they're going to take a number of bits of information and then they're going to create and send to you another form. But we'll get to that in a second. God, that's, that's, so that's already scaring me. Another form. Yeah. So what's the first form then? So, so this is the, so they are filling in the first form. Okay. For okay. You. For you. So oh, that's good. The telephone. Yeah. So there's a couple of other inf- bits of information they'll need from you. They'll need to know your bank account details. <laughs> uh, and, 
I've, I, there's always my, this is why you've double checked the phone number, isn't it? We don't <laughs> yeah, want anybody yeah, yeah. to give that phone number, no, to, to give their bank details to, yes. Yes. So we tell people not to give up bank details, but, but in this instance. So they'll need to know your bank name. Uh, they'll look it up on and their address uh, and, their, and your bank account details. And they will make it incredibly clear, but that's a very patronising way of a really honest. The script is quite <laughs> bad. That just because we're taking your bank details yeah. doesn't mean we're guaranteeing the benefit at this point. No. It's interesting, isn't it, that they take that, I mean, that they take that first before you've got through the process. I suppose what's great is that actually, as soon as you're through the process, and obviously we're going to talk about this later, the payments could just start quite quickly. So because you've done that bit at the beginning. Yeah, they start immediately. Yeah, pretty yeah. much oh, within cool. within four weeks. If you get yeah. an eligible claim yeah. or a successful claim, you'll get paid. Yeah, and you and you may end up with quite a significant backdate, which is nice, quite nice. nice. It is a lengthy process. So I'm making my call. I've got my contact details, my national insurance number. Did you know, Colin, that you only get one card in your entire lifetime? And I lost mine at the age of 17. So I've had to memorise my national insurance number. Yeah, it's a good place to look for your national insurance number. Uh, just if, if you get any money paid to you from the government, whether that's child benefit or anything like that. Yes, it's on there. It's on your bank statement. And on your government gateway, which is a slightly terrifying thing to access. So I've got my personal details. I've got my national insurance number. I've got my bank details. What else do I have to tell the person with the script that we think is not that friendly on the telephone? So they'll, they'll also need to know your GP's name and address. Oh. Just because this is a two-sided process. So they'll look at your medical information and then they'll look at your functional impact. So how it affects you. So... For those who are a bit geeky like me, it's they're looking at the medical model of disability alongside the social model of disability. So how does that work then from a macular condition? Because quite a lot of our people won't, they won't have been diagnosed by a GP. So will the GP always have on file that you've got macular disease? Yeah, so th- theoretically, every GP, all our GPs should have every piece of medical information that's through the NHS. So okay. if you've found happened along, you know, you've, be, you've been to an optician, they said you've got potentially got macular disease. So they sent you to the eye clinic. Once you've been to the eye clinic, anything that happens at the eye clinic, a letter will be sent to your GP with with information. So it's just a it's a it's a collation point, really. Okay. And theoretically, with National Health Service, NHS systems, GP should be able to access the majority of your basic hospital information. So what if I'm, because there may be people who are listening to this who, so what if I was diagnosed in an optician, but because of the type of macular disease I've got, I'm never going to have to go to hospital. How will my GP know that I've got macular disease? Well, he won't, but you will be able to talk about your, and tell your story through the form that they'll send ah, okay. you to the post. Good. And you and you will have, and if you went back to that optician, for example, and just said, can you just give me a, a piece of information that says you've diagnosed me with this, especially those people in Wales, of course, yes. if you, you've diagnosed me with this, can you just give me some written information so you, you can send that along with your claim? So that is the one thing I probably should have asked you a bit earlier. So when we're talking about personal independence payments, we're talking about regardless of which of the four nations you live in. Oh, it's, yes, it's, it's UK wide. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, that is wow. So uh, it's all joined up. That's it's all, wow. It's all joined up. <laughs> Who'd have thunk it? But, 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 and this is a little bit of a but, is that Scotland now has their own version of this. Oh. But it works in a very similar way. Okay. They've just changed its name. 
So oh, if you're in Scotland, Scotland. It's, it's called Adult Disability Payment. It took them. There was a Quango thinking of that title, um, and the, and the one for children is called Guess It Children's Disability, disability Payment. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So so yeah. So the, the sh- there is no difference really. The, okay. the process is the same. It's just it's funded through Scotland. Right. Okay. Okay. So I'm on the I'm on the phone. Do you have a sense of kind of how long those calls tend to last? And presumably, are they open only during office hours? Which uh, is only, yeah. So nine yeah. to five at the moment, sadly. Yeah. And to be fair, that first phone call you shouldn't be on hold too long. Really, okay. there are thousands of applications every week, but you shouldn't really be on hold for too long. And they take about fifteen to twenty minutes. It depends how much information that you've got to give them. So but you do have the opportunity at this point, because they will ask you a couple of just more a little bit more few more personal questions. They will ask you at this point if you're going to have any difficulties with filling it in the form. Oh, that's good. It is. And they will also say for example you you live a bit of a chaotic lifestyle. Let's 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 put it that way. If they register that at at this point that actually if it does, because there is a time limit, there are some time limits. So okay. if it may be a bit late, they can take that into consideration. And this is also the point where you can ask for a large print form. <gasps> Yay! We love large print, don't we? That is, that is, thank goodness. I mean, I would be a bit eaved, to say the least. And most people who know me know I would have probably used a much stronger word than that, um, <laughs> usually. But I would be a bit peeved, I think, as a person with sight loss. You know, we know there's a lot of people with sight loss that they didn't do a large print for something that is for people with sight loss. Yes. Absolutely. They, they've been doing a large print form for, for, for a number of years, actually. And the thing is, once you've clicked the large print button, you will then get all your correspondence oh. in large print as well. So, oh, wow. So it's an, an ongoing. So if you make a successful claim, yep. all your ongoing letters and bits and pieces, your, your, month, your yearly updates of, you know, uplifts and blah, 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 will all come in in large print too. And Colin, presumably, oh, I'm, I don't know if it's presumably or not, but there is an emailable version and a form that they can send to you and you can fill in yourself how are you filling yeah how how am I filling it in so once they've taken all that information that it generates something called the pip2 form which is which is the form that Natalie titled yeah it's Natalie titled yes and and the it, it, and it's the bit where you put all your medical conditions, yep. yeah, any medication you've got, any upcoming operations or procedures, the inside out of a what you know, and everything, and that your inside leg measurement, measurement just in case stuff. And and this is the bit that you start explaining how your health condition, your macular disease, affects you on a daily basis, and who helps you, and how often they help mm. you, and what kind of help they give. So that's that form. And also, that. presumably, Colin, I can have somebody help me fill that Gosh, for me. Absolutely, cool. yeah. Now. The thing is that you can now actually at on this phone call, you can request this to be sent to you and they will send you a link to an online version of that okay. form. And that's the point where it become it can become online. Or as I say, you can you can fill it in yourself, uh, or you could fill in or you could request the online version. This is only it's very new, it's only been out for about the last nine to ten months. And it's slowly rolling out and more and more people are being invited. And I will tell you this because I have tried it because I was part of the beta testing. And, you know, as you are, it is screen reader accessible. Yay! Colin, I'm I'm so pleased because, you know, we get you to do a lot of testing of stuff like that. But, yeah, that would be a massive fail, wouldn't it? If they'd done yeah. an online form and then none of the screen readers could read it. And Because uh, I shall tell you, the, the head, <laughs> this is really weird I found this out, the head of DWP accessibility is a guy in his 40s and he's got a start up. But that is great that they have somebody inside them who actually 
gets what it's like living with sight loss so that yeah. is yeah. that is good to hear that it's is very quite, good it's to hear. Kind of cool so and but if you're going to get the paper-based version yep. that will take about five to seven days to turn up okay and you have 28 days to complete the form and is that is that because I always get I get really frustrated where these companies say it's a certain number of working days or a certain number of days. It's it's, days. it's actual days, days. so just days. under a month. And just that, so, so by the time you've got it, you've you've got about three weeks really. Yeah. Complete it and fill it in. Colin, what happens if so? We've had a nightmare here with our post since probably about a year ago, and we're discovering that post isn't coming. So if I then presumably I could then ring that free phone number again, and they would send out a new one. Does that then mean the twenty-eight days starts again, or yeah, does that can, then reduce? Yeah, they'll give you when you made your initial claim from using that free phone number. Yeah, they will then give you the customer service number, which they if so the form doesn't turn up. Yep. Or you feel like you're going to run out of time, you yep. just give the customer service number a call and they will, won't tell you this, but you're going to have two two-week extensions. They will tell you you can only have one. You need to whisper it, Colin. But so as it, But it's, it's lies that I tell you. You can have, you can have <laughs> two. So if you think, basically, you've got two months to fill it in. Okay. But try and get it done within that first month. Because it is horrible. The best thing to do is, is fill it in. And, and get rid of it really yeah and this is so while you're waiting for the form like there is something you should do Ooh, and, and so the thing that you should do while you're waiting for your form is for that five to seven days well you need to start writing a daily diary of oh. any time your macular disease or any other health condition because they all compound together yeah. and just make further evidence just write it down well, right, or then. presumably, could you narrate it into your phone well, if you're, yeah. yeah. Make a note of it, however however you want to do it. Just just make a note of what time of day it was, what the activity was, what the workaround was. Mm. So I made a cup of tea, used a liquid level indicator, nice, yeah. that sort of stuff, you know, tripped over and fell over, broke my foot, you know, stuff like that. Falls and injuries, always good yeah. to put these forms. Just make that note. And, always, and the other thing to say is when you, anytime you're using anything, anything that could be classified as assistive technology so the thing you just said there actually Emma is yeah. really, really well fair. presumably but even things like bump on stickers or you've had to sort your lighting out it's not All don't yeah it's not just technology yeah. it's it's anything you use anything to make your life really. easier so there's low tech and high tech assistive technology so that could just be a big felt tip pen and yellow paper yes yeah one um, of our one of our notepads absolutely so you know available through the website obviously. yes <laughs> <laughs> uh so but that what that will help you do that daily daily diary will do is help you focus your mind on the things within that form and uh, that you're going to have to fill in and be, you'll be surprised actually when once you start make, writing everything down the, the times that you're using that magnifier, you're turning that additional lighting on, yeah. you're using the bump on, you know, you'll soon start to mount up evidence for your claim. And that's what we're going to talk about in the next one. But it's it's about evidencing your claim. Yeah. Weirdly, I was chatting to somebody earlier on today who you have helped do this, but it was quite a long time ago. And he was saying that he got asked a question about, do you struggle to cook? And he said, well, no. But then I think you, Colin, then asked him some more questions like, so has your pan ever fallen off the hob because you can't see where you're putting it? He was like, well, yeah. And he hadn't even considered that those things were, have you ever had any challenges cooking? So yeah. it's that it is, yeah, you, you might, it might be things that 
that you haven't even thought about, yeah. but that you're clearly struggling with and you just, yeah, it just becomes part of your everyday life, doesn't it? It, it does, because we put in these coping mechanisms yeah. and, you know, and I've been doing this for a very long time. You know, I, I got diagnosed, I got started having issues when I was eight, diagnosed at 12 and I'm 51 now. So you can imagine the amount of coping mechanisms I've had in place over the years to help me live quite independently and, and in a successful life, some would say. They are, they're all there, all of yes, them. Yes, yeah. So you nothing know. is too small a, a workaround, is it, to no, put absolutely. on your form? No, absolutely. And, and and I think that's the problem that people have sometimes when, when completing this form is they, do, they forget about the little stuff. Mm. And it's actually the little stuff that will get you because I've always said because I've filled in these forms for many years for other people and myself and I've always felt that you need to make the, the decision maker go oh crikey what was if that yeah. was me or if that was my grandparent and I and the, the thing I will stress and I will stress this very greatly over in the next session when we talk about actually the application process and things to consider we do not want to do this on our worst day because no. our worst day is about once every three months. The majority of people with any kind of disability or long-term illness, if they just talk about a bad day, it's, you know, that's just a standard day. Yeah, which yes. is why these forms, these forms are so hard because it makes you look at yourself inwardly. And the, the reason you shouldn't use your worst day is because it's only once every two to three months. Yeah, You're yeah. well, you don't want to, you don't want to make, you know, it's already hard enough, isn't it? Yeah. Emotionally living with the sight loss. You don't want to then be filling in the form and feeling so much worse about yourself than you, than you need to. Yeah, absolutely. It is expensive sometimes. If you just think about the amount of additional taxis, for example. Yeah. Or, it, it, you know, LED bulbs are great, but it, you still have to leave them on longer. Yes. You know, yeah. it gets it's... to a point. It's just all those little things, those little additional costs soon add up. I mean, I, I have PIP and I use mine for two things. One, I'm, I'm quite house proud, but I can't see to clean it as well as I'd like. No. So I use it to pay for a cleaner. Yeah, makes sense. Who's, who's there today and I also use it to pay for a gardener because I yes. can't see to do that power tools in my hand is a thing that should not be oh allowed God, no 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 <laughs> so I like you being alive Colin quite frankly gar- I don't want you gar- to gardens of a barbecue take your face wine. off <laughs> yeah yeah it's uh, not not for you know anyway I digress as usual so that those are the things oh and the other thing just one final thing about you have to be living in the UK okay it's uh, you have there's a thing called the president presence and residence test which I won't bore you with, but you have to be present in the UK. And if you've been outside the UK for periods of four weeks over the last three years, that you might have to tell them why. Oh, yes, that might make uh, you ineligible. Okay. So just bear that in mind. Yeah. Okay. So we have covered today, haven't we, who it's for. So Mm -hmm. anyone with a macular condition, uh, three months since your diagnosis and we know macular conditions last for longer than nine months give us that free phone number again colin so it's 0800 917 2222 cool so people are going to have that initial phone call they're going to have their personal details their national insurance number their bank details and then they can ask for the form pip2 Mm -hmm. Uh, it's you know whoever thought of that i mean you know it's genius can be in different formats you get 28 days from the day they post, post it to it you. you yeah till it's yep. for the day it's created yeah 
and there are two sneaky extensions that you can there's, have, but you didn't hear it from us. Yeah, there's one extension and a second sneaky one. Yeah, they just a don't advertise it. One. Yeah. Okay. Blimey. So as you can probably hear, this is pretty complicated, which is why we've split it into three different podcasts. So so join us next time. And Colin, I think next time we're going to focus, aren't we, on the in-depth how you fill the form in. We're going to look at how we fill the form in, have a look at the activities and descriptors uh, which are in the form and, and what you score your points on, which we'll explain next time as well, and how that daily diary that we discussed is so useful. So yeah, so join us next time for more on PIP. And in the meantime, if you need anything at all, you can find us online at maculasociety.org or you can email us on help at maculasociety.org. I'm Emma. And I'm Colin. And we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Bye.